What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can. Two-item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. I'm here. I am pre-recorded. I am at Crossbody once again. This is my home away from home. And I'm here for take two. And the reason why I say take two is because we did take one and the audio unfortunately was not audible. Could not hear it. But I'm here now with Mr. One Shot, Mark Wheeler. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. Thank you again for taking the time out for round two here, as I called it, because or take two, yeah. because the audio on the first one was not uh, audible. And I want my fans to enjoy you as much as enjoy the interview. And they couldn't with all the background noise that we had going on. Fair enough. Well, take two. Let's do it right now. Screw it. Let's go. All right. Perfect. And at least on this occasion, we won't have uh, 20 wrestlers stopping to say what's up to you. I'm, I'm popular, apparently. <laughs> well, the I last didn't think I was, but I am, apparently. <laughs> the last interview, you were 100% popular. Yeah. I, could, I had to stop the interview like 18 times. <laughs> All right. So I guess the first question I always ask everybody, and then we'll kind of steamroll where we decide to go. But everyone has that defining moment where they fell in love with wrestling. Do you remember your defining moment? Yeah. Um, so I answered this last time. And it's actually funny because my answer, like, so my answer, I find, doesn't change per se because that doesn't make sense. But, like, when I answered you last time, I was on zero sleep. Because I did, like, a states. I was with the states, and then I came for this. I think I, I think I was in Chicago the night before or something. I forget what it was now. But um, I I always say it's when I first saw Shawn Michaels wrestle, because he's my favorite of all time. And even, like, kind of more sad, bald Shawn Michaels that, like, it's kind of hard to watch. You mean cross-eyed yeah. Shawn Michaels? One-eyed Willie, as I like yeah. to call him? I still love him, but, like, it's a little, kind of hard to watch. So, I'll, so, obviously, like, more in his prime. But, uh, yeah, I just, like... Cause I could talk forever, but like just seeing him on my TV screen hit an elbow drop was the coolest thing ever. And that was like, I think when I was like wrestling, didn't know what it was. I, I mean, I knew what it was. I knew what wrestling was, but like my friends watched it in like school, but like I just never got into it. And then I somehow was going through the channels and I was like, what's this? And then literally, as I remember, I turned it, I saw him in an elbow drop. It was like the perfect timing. And I was like, that's amazing. And then I got hooked. Yeah. That's like your Walt Disney moment, if you will. That's your slow nod moment where you looked at the oh, TV yeah. and you were like, yes, this is what will happen in my life. You know those like Instagram filters that like with like, like the heart, like the super zoom ones? I saw that. Like but it was Shawn Michaels doing an elbow drop. It was like, -na -na, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. So you know what you need to do then? You need to um find that clip. Uh, yeah, I got it. And you have to videotape it, heart it, and just send it out to the world and people will know after this interview what that clip means. Look at this mark. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this mark. So we know that uh, from the last interview that we did, plus all the yep. research that I've done in preparing as I always do, you started training at Superkick. Yes, sir. With uh, Chris Chambers. The half baked kid. The half baked kid. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, so Chris Chambers, uh, he he's a stoner. Um, that's what he is. He's he's a half baked kid. He's wrestling for I think twenty one years, twenty years. He's can I swear? Sorry, I forget. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. He's fucking phenomenal. Um, he, like he made sure when we left our school that everyone was like, you you're good to go, right? Like you're really good to go, and uh, he wants everyone like you know to to know the in and outs of the business and you know, what to watch out for. And I feel like he, he really prepared me like to a T, like what you should be 
when you get to wrestling. Perfect. So the, the training came with obviously what to prepare yourself for in the ring and how yes. to do everything safely and properly. But he also gave you that little bit of street knowledge, if you will, to prepare yourself for the behind the scenes stuff, the business aspect of sports entertainment. Oh, yeah. He like he taught us like everything that you can think of. Like he's like he's like the most he's one of the smartest dudes I know for being a stoner. Like It, it, it sounds funny, but like he he's like when he explains things, like even if you don't get it, he'll make you get it. It's crazy. No, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times when people do dabble, and it's yep. now perfectly legal, but That's when true. people do dabble, they become more, if you will, enlightened. <laughs> and on that plane where a lot of simple things that people overanalyze make more sense when they're simplified. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's crazy because um, I feel like I, I picked it up somewhat fast. Like, I think in nine months, I was, I was, I like graduated. It's called getting your green light. You can go to take bookings and wrestle. You, hold on. You didn't mention this the last interview. You greenlighted in nine months? Nine months. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like, you know, kind of those, <sighs> those, no, seriously, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not sure going to kiss your, kick your ass because you can, or kiss your ass because you can literally beat, beat the crap out of B with probably one <laughs> finger. But seriously, nine months progression and then you're greenlit. That's, yeah. that's fucking impressive. I think it's only because I took it like so seriously. Like, I never missed a class. I would get like beat up in class. Like, uh, so I trained with like Holden Albright. He was like my first like road partner. Like when I got my green light, he was the first guy that I like this weekend, where are you going? And I went with him, like didn't get paid. Obviously at first you, know, you never get paid really. You help set up the ring, you do all your dues. And then like, eventually you start like, you know, getting, yeah, like you get your own bookings and you get paid a little more and then people start knowing you. But yeah, nine months I, uh, I, I started taking my book. Like, he let me uh, take bookings cause uh, I wrestled uh, super kicked. I wrestled uh, you know, Cobra Kai in mm -hmm. uh, a dark match. Uh, we were given five minutes, I think he went like 12, because he had this long entrance, and I was so nervous that I'm, I'm like getting it fired on my first day, but like it was fun, and then after the match, yeah, I got my green light, um, so yeah, I've been going steady since I've, I've only had like, I, I've never taken time off, so I find a way, I'm very stubborn, actually I put a tweet today where I'm like, so I, I got, after talking, I might see my knee right now, um, so I'm probably the most stubborn person ever because I think genetically because I'm Italian and I'm Serbian which those two mixes already are like insane you put them together it's like a bastard child that's like stubbornness yeah I'm, I'm Italian and Scottish so I can yeah, so understand you that. get it yeah my friends call me a squap and I hate it uh -huh. but they yeah, call so, me a squap so you get it I get it so I'm I am very stubborn and so even like I blew my quad out twice I I, I think last September I blew my nail completely I wrestle every weekend still um so I just I find ways to to wrestle even if like okay it might not be my best match because, like, you know, I have one leg right now. But I'll find a way to still do it because, like, I don't want – I get anxious when I take time off. Like, usually I wrestle two, three times a weekend. I'm only wrestling tonight. I have tomorrow and Sunday off. It's probably a blessing because I got a bad knee right now. Mm -hmm. But, like, in my head, I'm like, no, that's not enough. I got to, like, find a booking. Actually, it was good because it's funny that I say this now because next weekend I had one show too, and that was bugging me. So I, I got a second booking in Michigan. And I'm like, oh, you should probably take time off. But like, and I do it without thinking. Because like, I'm, I'm a promoters and send my stuff out. Well, I know I probably should be taking a break. And then my head, like, they won't book me. And then they book me. I'm like, well, I got to drive to Michigan with a bad knee, right? Granted, not a far drive. But like, I've never known to not go hard in anything I ever did. All right? So like, that's just how my dad raised me. You know, he's, he's, he's 63 and he still works full-time construction. We, he could retire. Like, we're fine. But he's just like, no, i got to work, All right? So I have that, like, work ethic in me. Um, that's why I think. That's that old school yeah. work ethic that's, yes. that's died with this generation. Yeah. Let's be completely honest. It's died with this generation. Yes, yes. 100%. Right? So that's why I feel like I, I just progress because, like, I just – if I start something and I'm paying to be trained – my own hard-earned money, I'm going to do it, right? So, yeah. Well, you want return on investment. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 right? Um, yeah, and I've, I, I've literally, I've been, I've been like concussed in training. I was just, no one's fault. Just like you're training. You're just, you're, you're doing stuff, right? I've like fucking, yeah, I've been knocked out. I've like hurt my, hurt my elbow one time. I like hit my head and the floor. Funny story, actually. My first ever like match match, not even like the, the dark match, like a student show that we did. Um, it was me, 
and Chris Chambers, I was like his bodyguard. I was two months in wrestling, so like I didn't, I had like I didn't do anything in the match. I was kind of like his like. Were you as were you as filled out as you are now? I was a lot skinnier. So it's kind of funny to, to be a bodyguard. That's hilarious. Not, okay, right? not really a bodyguard. Sorry, like like a manager. Really, I guess I don't uh, I, I don't know why I said bodyguard. Not a body. I'm not that big. So you were the Mr. Fuji to his Yokozuna. In a sense, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, in a sense. Right. So uh, I remember um, at one point I had to like hit like get hit off the apron and go to the floor, and. Uh, I smashed my brains for real on a concrete floor. In my head, I was like, this is going to look sick. And I literally got knocked out. And, I, and then when the show ended, because that was the main event, when the show ended, I was sitting in the locker room, I guess for two hours, and just sitting and staring at the wall. Not Didn't know I did that. And my friend's like, yeah, like you said hi to us like 10 times. Like, you were there? That's my first ever match. So I at least started my career with a concussion. That's that's impressive. You started your career with a concussion, and as we progress, you have blown out your quad and yep. bruised or damaged your knee. Oh, yeah. Five years, I'm fucked. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, this brings up an interesting point, actually, because never, I've never been able to touch on this on the show. Yep. But in terms of injuries, do you believe the old cliche that it literally takes time off your career? Yeah, I think, I think more head injuries do. Um, oh, you mean like concussions? Yeah, like body injuries. Obviously, if you snap your leg, you can't wrestle. And, like, yeah, that could, like, shorten your career. But, like, I feel like you can really get through any body injury. You just could rehab it and you can – because I – like, for me, I went to school for, like, uh, personal training and, like, physio. I remember this, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I stuff, know yes. my own physio. So, I I was told by a doctor my, uh, last year when I blew my knee out, it would be, like, eight months. And I was like, I'll show you. That's why I said it. <laughs> like, not, I didn't mean to say it out loud, but I'm so stubborn. In three months, I was, full, like, fully healed. Like so that must have been, but that's like, I guess what's the terminology? If I'm saying it right, if I'm not, excuse yeah, my, yeah. excuse my, uh, I guess ignorance. But no, okay. isn't that called like super heightened uh, uh, rehabilitation, if you will? In a sense, yeah, it's like nonstop. Like you're always stretching, you're always like working your knee out. Like I would twice a day, I would like stretch my knee out. I would like foam roll it out. I would like get a, a lacrosse ball and hit my life and roll that out. That hurt, but like that breaks it up. So I, I, I in school, luckily I actually like pay attention in school hope that i paid for it um but like again return on the yeah investment. yeah yeah and like it's funny because i remember being in school like i'm never gonna use this shit and then i started wrestling after i graduated college and i was like you know what pick the right thing to do because now i know how to like i mean i i'm not no expert but like i know how to you know enough to yeah. heal yourself yeah but yeah i feel like severe injuries can really shorten your career because like if you if you uh, like i've seen friends like break their arms or break their legs or like a knee pops out completely. And like, that's a, that's a, and that, and that can scare somebody to not go back to wrestling. Cause like, so I was saying before we started, um, last weekend had a match of Hornswoggle, which is like kind of bucket list for me. Shout out to Swoggle, yeah, man. Absolutely. That dude's awesome. Uh, we did like a, like a, like a three or four month program feud at alpha one in Hamilton. And I was stoked because like, I grew up watching that guy. Um, he's good. He can wrestle. It's hilarious. He's he like everyone thinks like oh he's a comedy guy. Hornswoggle can wrestle. Okay. There you go. You heard it exclusively yeah. here first. Mark Wheeler has fully admitted uh, that Hornswoggle can stand tall in the ring. He's awesome. He like he's the coolest dude too. Um, but uh, I was gonna do a moonsault onto him where I had the chair on him, and uh, either we didn't talk about it or I forgot. Probably I forgot, and I went the moonsault and I was gonna miss it and then like just eat the moonsault. But the chair was there. I didn't see it till the last second. So I tried to, like, protect myself. And my knee kind of spiked. Like, I thought I broke my knee. Because it felt like, like it was a jolt down my leg. And, like, luckily that was, like, the end of the, end of the match, whatever. And uh, the scariest thing, I think, in wrestling is, like, thinking you break something, but you don't. Because now you're, like, all, did I break it? Like, because you're laying there. And ref's like, UK, UK. I'm like, I think so. But my, I can't feel my leg, right? So, like, uh, I, I feel like more it's a scary thing where, like, that can scare you to not come back. Have you ever had one of those moments other than maybe the knee, like something else? There? This was fine. Uh, no, I, yes. I, um, I was doing a show um, somewhere somewhere in the States. It was, a, I think, a year and a half ago. It was like a small show. I, didn't, I couldn't tell you what it's called now. Um, but I, I took a brain buster um, really high on my shoulders. and uh, No, sorry, a muscle buster. Okay. High on my shoulders. Samoa Joe style, yeah. Yeah, but to the the guy went to his knees, not back. So it's and I thought it was like a back bump, which it wasn't. So I wasn't ready for that, and like my upper neck went numb and I bumped. I thought I broke my neck, 
and, and, and then we got to the back, and I was shaking. I'm like, I thought I died. I think I thought I died. Obviously, my brain went to like hyper mode. And it's like, you're dead. I was fine. I was sore for like a week, maybe two. But like, that was the one where I was like, that could have been really bad if I wasn't like prepared. Like last second, I like fixed how I was to like save my life because I'm pretty sure I would have broke my neck. Pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, for me, hearing it from you, that sounds like it hurt. Like I even did yeah. the, I did the one of those faces. Yep. So tell me about um, you started training. When was it? If I if I did my research correctly, I want to say 2014, 2015 is when you started training. Yep, early uh, early 2015. Yeah, early. Yeah. Perfect. And you got the green light within nine months, and yep. you've been pretty much going steadily. And here we are, close to four years, going on five years later. Yeah. Yeah. So. What did you, because I'm a big fan of, as much as I love characters and I love ability and you have all that, I really love the character, Mark Wheeler, one shot. Obviously, I know it came from Bond, but I want to know, and this is kind of the first thing where I've been able to kind of dive deep into it. We talked about it before and it was such a great part of the the original interview that we got to talk about it again. So tell me about the evolution of one shot Mark Wheeler. Okay. Um, So... I hate telling how, what my first character was, my first name was. Well, yeah, you have to do that because yeah. that was the greatest part of the clip from Ugh. the first one. You so, have to. My, so that match with Cobra Kai, I was Mark Muscle. I was somewhat in shape, so it was a name that kind of worked. And also Mark Muscle, two M's, I guess it worked. I wore really shitty, um, uh, not custom, generic, Randy Orton type trunks. <laughs> like baby blue. Um, white as a ghost. Uh and what is you're, you're Italian, man? How do you? How are you? What is a ghost? It's all I guess that's I the tan Sur- very fast. Is that the Serbian yes. side? Yeah. Okay. So I tan very fast, very fast. But like, if I don't tan, I get white real quick. So I gotta tan at least once a week to like look decent. Jim tan laundry, Jersey Shore pun? No. No. God, no. no. Okay. All right. I'll that's shut up. Thing. I'll just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go screw myself here. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this here, and you just finish it yourself. I guess no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my first uh, thing. That didn't last very long. That was maybe two shows, and I was really. I mean, whatever you get in wrestling, like, you, pre- you appreciate. I still, like, I don't take that back at all, obviously. Like, that was, like, my first ever real first thing I did. So that was cool. But, like, I didn't want to keep that too long. So I think two or three months later, we were trying to find, like, a last name for me. And we just, like, went through names. We had, like, a list of, like, 30 names. Like, mark this, mark that. And, like, none of them worked. I think the second last one was Wheeler. And like, we kept saying it. Like, that's not bad. That's not bad. And then we kind of, like, oh, well. And then my coach was, like, oh, so, like, what's Wheeler mean? Like, what's that? Like, Who's Mark Wheeler? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, where's Wheeler come from? It's kind of a random name. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh man, like I grew up watching. I only got into like lifting weights because of a guy named Flex Wheeler. He's like an old school bodybuilder. Um, so that's kind of a cool like, little inspiration thing that I, I thought I liked. So I just started doing it. And I tried it at one show for like a dark match. And then it, it got, everyone's like, oh yeah, Wheeler. And then it just kind of stuck to me. That was it. And then I was just Mark Wheeler for a while. I just was me, right? Um, everywhere I go, I'm typically known as like a bad guy. No one seems to like me. When, I, when I'm when i a bad, a good guy, I get bougie. So I think I'm just naturally a bad guy in wrestling. You do you do have that natural heel feel. You yeah. have the swagger to yeah. it. And you chirp to the audience, which is the best part about being a heel. Because the audience That's loves fun. to chirp the heel. But they also love it more when the heel chirps back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... These kind of like like today for crossbody showcase. These are little smaller shows, but the fans are really really good and they appreciate it. So, I feel like this kind of crowd, you can be a little more chatty with them and they'll they'll like harp back at you. But some shows, I don't even like acknowledge them. Like a bigger show, I'll like because you watch like you know, like a big show like Raw or NXT, they don't pan at the crowd at all, all right? So I try to kind of go off if that's where I want to be one day. Uh, a bigger show that has more eyes on it, um, I might. If, if it comes and makes sense, I might do it, but very rare where I'll, I'll, I'll pander to people, right? But yeah, um, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I need some kind of like, I need something to me because I'm just Mark Wheeler, right? So I was, I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine, this wrestler, uh, Stratosphere. He's a good buddy of mine. I, I've been training with him since I first started. Uh, he's out of Toronto. And, so uh, if I hit him up, because I've actually been trying to get a hold of him, if I hit him up and I say me and Mark Wheeler sat down, he might actually get back to me? I'll tell him for you. I'll We're, yell at him. That you guys I'm heard that. That's, ex- that's yeah. an exclusive yeah. that I will get him on the show. Perfect. Yeah. Continue. Strauss is like my older brother, so I'll get to him. We talk a lot. Um, but we were talking and then I was like, Oh, I need I need something, blah, blah. Anyway, so we were kind of going off like golden guy, golden the golden boy. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm not a kid. If I was like 17, I'd be the golden boy. It makes sense, right? 
And then we're just talking about whatever. And then I, I, I had, I saw my copy of uh, Golden Eye sixty four on my desk, on my like my, my TV stand. Looking at it, I was like, I don't know, Golden. I said Golden Gun. And then there was like a silence in the phone call or something. I don't remember how it exactly went, but he's like, that's kind of cool. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm gonna try something. So I made like a little graphic with it had me. And it said Golden Gun. And I put it on like Twitter and Instagram, and people were like, what's this? They got a little like attention. I was like, maybe I'll try this, right? And I just kind of like was thinking like how can I like like my gear, my look, like like my moveset, what can I do? Um, and originally I want I wanted to do strictly just like James Bond James Bond knockoff. I'm like that's that's right. I want to do my the look and the idea, but like still shithead Mark Wheeler, right? So like um, I feel Mark Wheeler himself is just an overconfident, cocky asshole. Uh, even if like you want to like him, he won't let you like him, right? And if you do like him, it's a rare, it's a rare occurrence. Well, I like him because I appreciate him. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. everything about the character. I really do. You. I think it's great. Um, I think sorry. The cool thing with with um, I like about the whole idea is like I get to make some really cool merch too. Like I have a new shirt coming out where it's like the golden. I haven't saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I Instagrammed you. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I need that. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking since we're like bros now, maybe I can cop one for free. I don't I'll know. Oh, I, I, I don't have them yet, but I'll get them soon. All right. Um, I'm waiting on them. But uh, yeah, like, so like, I was like, man, I I grew up playing this game, and like, I I've always loved like the movies and all that stuff, and like the idea of like, is, like what James Bond is, like he has all these fucking gadgets, and like he's so slick and so cool, and now, he always gets the girl, always, yeah, which is awesome, right? Like I can like respect that, right? But like, I didn't want to do the whole suit James Bond thing, is like, I just it's not my my style, and like my buddy. Uh, the white Russian Anton Alexia, that's the whole thing. And he, he rocks him more than I ever could. So I'm not going to try, but I was like, maybe I'll go for like the more new age slick look, but also like, I'm still a wrestler. I'm not going to like wear a suit. I also want to be a wrestler. Right. So I want to wear the tights and, and you want to uh, be comfortable and be able to do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I feel like the crazy thing is I've been doing, uh, I've been doing this, 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 this golden gun for officially a year now, which is like, Happy anniversary. I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, which is crazy. Because like, I remember when I, I got my gear made, I was so excited. And I was like, man, this is going to be crazy. I'm doing a whole new thing. And like, you blink, and a year's gone. It's like, what happened? <laughs> well, I can I can agree with you there, because I started this podcast. It'll actually be two years ago in about a week and a half. See? Yeah. And uh, it's I'm, I'm peaking on episode 100. You oh, are man. actually episode 99. Oh, I'm so close. You're so close. You didn't make the hundred. Let's make two. And then... <laughs> well, we can, we can make two, but then you would have to be episode 101 because I got something big in the can for 100. All right, fair enough. Do you want to know what it is? Sure. I can't tell you. Follow my Instagram, oh. Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> Brother, work me. Respect. I respect that. All right. So, you know what? A, a one. This is interesting for a second because I never really get to talk movies, and that's another favorite oh, part yeah. of my, my pastime, plus comic books, which I have a, a segue that leads into something oh. for you off of comic books, but we'll have to wait Ooh, for that. Okay. But I am a big fan of the James Bond movies as well. Now, there's been a lot of Bonds. Yes. And there's been a lot of talk about the new Bond possibly being a woman. They're saying Jeanette or Jesse Bond. They're, they're coming with, a, obviously, a J name. It has to continue. Yes. It's supposed to be his daughter from one of his many one-night stands. Mm. What do you think about the possibility of James Bond being uh, gender unified, if you will, into a female character? And also, after that, what is your all-time favorite James Bond the guy who played him, and the movie. Three-point question. Okay, so this one's kind of funny. Um, first of all, I don't care, guy or girl. doesn't matter to me. It was like Ghostbusters when they were like, oh, it's girls. I love the girls' Ghostbusters. I did. I it's thought it movie. was decent. I thought it was decent. Here's man. my thing. Here's my thing. I like, I'm a big fan of, like, a good, I don't care what the movie is. If it's good, it's good. I'm not going to shit on anything, right? Um, but, uh... Guy or girl, if it's a good James Bond movie, it's a good James Bond movie. I'm not going to, like, give it a chance. Everyone, especially, like, on social media and Twitter, they love to shit on things, like, before it comes out. Well, we're an ultra-sensitive generation. Yes. We're in that mode. Like, what really bummed me out, and I'm still going to see it, but, like, I loved uh, It Part 1. Oh, yeah, dude. It comes out, like, a week and a half. Yeah, and, like, I saw, no matter what I saw, I'm, I'm seeing it still. I saw on Twitter, people were, like, their reviews came in, and it's like, oh, it sucks. I'm like, but... Or, or they didn't see it, and they're saying, it's going to suck. I'm like, how do you know? You didn't see it. Also, those reviewers get paid to say certain things. Like, that's not, right? I hate that. Rotten Tomatoes is usually bought and paid for. Rotten yep. Tomatoes, the score is never 100%. No, no. And when it comes to favorite, um, GoldenEye. Okay, so you're a Pierce Brosnan guy. Yes. 
there. Um, For me, it's uh, it's Casino Royale. I love Daniel great, Craig, yeah. and Daniel I love great, yeah. I love Casino Royale. I also love that character, the bad guy character in that one with the bloody eye. I thought that was just genius. The Fantastic. poker game, that that was just an all around great film. Oh, but yeah. yes, you're right, Goldeneye. 100%. And if I have to compare a close third for me, I'd probably have to say Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. I'm probably the same. I think that's pretty... But, like, I like them all. I don't. I can't pick one. I, I didn't like Roger Moore. Something about his okay. face. Okay, you know what? It was just like, dude, that's uh-huh. why you only did one. That's why uh, you only did one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. If, if I had to pick, he's probably at the bottom of the totem pole. But it's, like, like, uh, it's like George Clooney is Batman. He's your least favorite Batman. Or he's yeah. most people's least favorite. Yeah, no, I agree he, that. He had nipples. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That's a weird, what a weird choice of design. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, um, I I don't know. I'm really hard. Like, I'm picky when it comes to, like, picking a favor on something. Even with wrestling, like, you could say, like, oh, what are your top five favorite moves? And I'll be like, I don't know. They're all pretty good. They all seem to work. You know, <laughs> like, I have that kind of logic. So even with movies, like I hear a lot of times, like people, a lot of people, like will shit on like, um, like generally like bad movies, like a movie that I love that is, n- is it good? Maybe not, but like you ever seen White Chicks? Yeah, I fucking love the movie. It's so good, and people love. I put a tweet out like a week ago, and I was like, top three movies of all time. I think White Chicks was number two, and people were like, fucking White Chicks. I'm like, no, it's so good. But like I like so I'm I I I'm not the one to pick the typical oh this movie's fantastic or this superhero's the best or I I, I like kind of everything like I've never been the one to be like fuck that this is better because like I don't know I, I don't care right like there's there's for me anyways I know how I am there's worse things going on and I I have so much other shit going on in my life that like I can't go on Twitter and be like oh man like this this is this is the worst fucking, like, I saw, I'm not going to say who it is, because that's kind of shitty me, but someone tweeted, um, and it got, like, a lot of, like, like, uh, ultra-sensitive comments. Yes, yeah, and he was like, Wolverine, worst superhero of all time, and I wanted to be like, I love Wolverine, but I know if I comment, I'm going to get a shit reply back, and it's going to be a whole shitstorm, the whole, whatever, and people were just harping this guy, he was harping back, I'm like, you guys are so invested in this arguing, who cares? Like him or don't. It's, like, that kind of shit. So, like, when it comes to, like, picking favorites, especially for, like, movies or music or games or whatever, you like what you like, all right? All right, so we were talking about Twitter and the invested arguments and all that kind of stuff. So that actually brings me to one of my, I guess, my next question. But if you um, could pick uh, a moment on Twitter where where you and a fan, or maybe you and another wrestler, have gotten into something that started off joking and then it became way too serious, because it happens on Twitter all the time. It happens on social media all the time. Yeah. Has there ever been a fan where maybe guy or girl, doesn't matter, has tweeted you or done something and then you kind of tweeted back something funny and then it got ballooned into something out of control? Uh, I think I try to avoid that. But I think one time uh, I replied, I tweeted something. It was something like a joke. It was nothing even like offensive. It was just joking. And then they replied with like one of those she like, Oh, you can't say that, blah blah. And I think I said, like, um, 2019, the year that you can't joke anymore. Like, right? That's all I said. And then it, like, they like sent me a message directly saying that I was like the worst person possible, and how like my career's gonna fail. And I was like, who is this person? And I clicked their profile, and it was just like all negativity, like towards every wrestler. And it's like uh, this guy just lives for like. Uh, this stuff, right? Oh, so he's an inter- he was an internet I, troll. That's what it looks like, yeah. But I've I've never really gotten to like beef. I try to avoid it. So my friends in wrestling joke that I've been around for, for about four years now, and I've never really gotten heat. I've just kind of avoided it because, like, I don't I just don't want it. I have too much fun wrestling that I don't want to like deal with like high school maturity with like arguing. But you also don't want something to come back and bite you in the ass yeah, three like, years from now when you're so close to achieving something you may want to achieve. Yes. And I'm never going to be the one to like tweet something stupid just to get like, 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 an, like, like a laugh or like, I won't post something shitty. Cause like, I don't care. Like there's so much work. Like I, I see it all the time where people love just to argue on Twitter 
and right now the whole like Jim Cornette thing is blowing up where he's like shitting on everything in wrestling and like people are between him and well it's actually it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I interviewed Tommy Dreamer oh okay. a couple almost two months ago okay and it was right after the first AEW pay-per-view okay and he took that bump from Sonny Kiss in the Battle Royale yep. where he kind of got the Rikishi stink face if you will from Sonny Kiss yes and he got a lot of heat from that okay because of you know Sonny Kiss's sexual orientation yep the fact that Sonny Kiss is gay and all that kind of shit yep, yep. and I asked him about that I go what was the heat you got he goes you know what it got so much heat that it didn't need to but people ballooned it out of control of course all yeah. of a sudden it became Tommy Drew is gay became this became that and he goes you know what you can buy into the heat or you can just shrug it off yeah and that's it. he goes you know what I, I respect Sonny Kiss for who he is yeah for what he brings to the sport and I, I will take that bump nine times out of ten to put somebody over because that's what matters that yeah like that's how I see it like I don't I just I just don't care enough to deal with it I've never been the kind of person like even like yeah, but Cornette's got a big fucking That's mouth. what I'm saying. And, like, I, and I, I, I don't mean to say that. I, mean, I respect the man for his history in this business and what he's brought to the business. But your time is done. And yeah. you're just trying to stay relevant by bitching about anything you can. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, his his biggest, like, freak out moment was, like, that invisible – two, the two guys who invisible match. And, like, the ref sold it all. And, like, it was, like – Apparently it was like everyone's like it's the best match ever, and they watched it. I'm like, this fucking, like, you can't see anybody, but like you know what's happening. That's incredible that these guys can do that. Like a ref can like do this, right? And he's like saying how it's ruined the business. And I understand where it's come from, but like let it go. Like no one cares. Like kayfabe broke years ago. We yeah. know we know it's all we know it's all a show and it's all showmanship, and there's nothing wrong with that. People who still love the business love the business for the talent, the characters, and the storylines. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I do like to keep it sometimes with, like, I like to make a fan think that I'm actually mad at them or something, or, like, if I get a tweet towards me, like, in, like, a whatever, like, a, like, a, like a shitty way, or I get, like, a, like, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'll try to, like, reply back in a sense, as epic in character, just so, um, just so, like, I can have that, like, I don't know, keep it alive a little bit. I don't want to be like so much where it's like, like you're, you're you're this character, but like you're also not. And I get that wrestling has gone to that sense where like guys will like, I don't know, hang out with fans after a show. I, I get that, but like they just pay to watch you wrestle. Have some decency to like respect the business enough to like not just shit on like that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's I, I, I when, and what I mean by kayfabe broken is we know that heels and faces travel together. We know that everybody's yes. friends. You see them come to the show together. Like, exactly. You know, yeah. And 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 that that's what I mean by the business. But what you're talking about is 100 percent correct. You still got to yeah. keep a little bit of that yes. that secret world hidden. Or there's no money behind it. Like if if like you can watch Monday Raw, and like people love to shit on like that product, they watch it still. Because they, they 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 believe something in it, right? Well, that that that's it's funny. Again, this is this is great because I can I can segue back into Tommy oh. Dreamer for a second. Yeah, yeah. But Tommy Dreamer, we talked about that. I go, what's your thoughts on on the Monday Night Wars and this impending new possible AEW WWE war that may be happening when their shows air? Yep. And you can already see it brewing now with NXT being sent to USA Live on Wednesdays when yeah. also AEW is going to be going on Wednesdays. Crazy. And Tommy Dreamer said uh, one sentence, just like you said, people love to shit on the product. Yep. Yet WWE registered their highest quarter in five years last quarter yeah they've made the most money that they've made in the last five years last quarter so shit all over you want but if you're paying your 14.99 a month or 13.99 a month or 9.99 a month wherever you are in the world yep. then they're still making money off you and yeah. for me i just love the product all around i love everything from the the guys and girls that work their asses off to make it to those next level products. Yep. The guys and girls that somehow sometimes they just want to stay indie because they can make a lot of money. Cody Rhodes proved that. Yeah, yeah, true. And there's the guys and girls who just you know live and breathe because they do it on the weekends because they just love it that much. Yep. There's nothing wrong with all three facets. No. And I I just love the business as it is. And when I get to sit down with an interview talent, it's awesome. It, it's the greatest thing when the talent gives me that time. So again, thank you very much no, for the time. No problem. But um, I, I guess. What are your thoughts, since we're on the subject, yeah. what are your thoughts on the impending, possible, maybe it's going to happen, Wednesday Night Wars, as they're labeling it, between NXT, which is WWE brand and product, yeah. and now AEW. I think the uh, at war is good for business. We saw what the Attitude Era did for that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So, so because you have the network now and all, and all this online stuff, I think it's going to matter. Cause you go back and watch, you go, you can watch, you can watch, 
you got fans coming by. You can watch NXT, and then next day you can watch AEW online or vice versa. So I can't see it being. These guys don't seem to respect. Um, you can yeah, you can go back and watch. Okay, watch. I'm gonna be in character. Watch this. <laughs> hey guys, bring a podcast here, eh? You're ruining our audio. No, go away, go away. You're ruining it. Leave. Hey. I know that, but you can go now. Thank you. I know I'm great. That's the first time I've ever seen a guy go right into character right off the bat and just shun away five people. That was awesome. Thank you for that. So back to my question about the impending Monday or Wednesday night wars, as they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. You have online everything. You have your smartphone can go on the network. Your computer can go on the network. Like your Xbox can go on. You can watch anything online for free now, right? So, like, it's not hard to miss one thing and then watch the next thing. Obviously, they're going to see it as, I feel like, competition because they're both running at the same time i think same time yeah um i saw like one of the young bucks tweet like we're not scared or something so it's not gonna matter you're gonna like what you're gonna like you're probably gonna watch both because you're a wrestling fan um it's still cool that it's kind of come back now in almost 2020 but uh i don't think it's gonna matter to be honest that's a fair point. I, I see your point. And I see the validation. Now, I guess that segues into my next question. You yeah. see, segues are great. It's great. They really yeah. steamroll the uh, interview. So, I'm a big fan of comic books. Yeah. And one of my favorite series of all time, a series called What If. Okay. And the What If series was uh, a series of comic books where they did situations like what if the Punisher's family wasn't killed? What okay. if Peter Parker wasn't bit by the spider? What if Daredevil never went blind? You got to see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this situation wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be like, what if Mark Wheeler wasn't a wrestler? Okay. But the situation would be a possible what if of five scenarios. Let's say, I don't know, two, three years down the line, you go downstairs, you make your breakfast, you have your cup of coffee in the morning, you sit down at your kitchen table, mm-hmm. and in front of you are five contracts. Okay. Each contract is for the same amount of scheduled dates okay. and the same money. I see where you're going. And the five contracts are, in no particular order, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan. The only reason I mention those five specifically is because those are the five I do genuinely watch okay. all the time. Yep. So yeah, those yeah. are the products I myself am the most familiar with. There are a lot of other great promotions out there, mm-hmm. but those are the, in essence, the top five or some yep. of the top five. Yep. So if you had your ability, again, same money, same amount of commitment dates required. Okay. Where would you go and who would you run your first promo or I guess you'd say rivalry with? Like a current guy? It could be a current guy. It could be a guy in the past. It, it could be anything you want. Okay, so if it was... Let's go with past and present. How's that? Yeah, cool. So yeah, the question of five contracts. I'm going with like the... What I watched growing up, WWE. Okay. Um, I have to just because... Uh, you know, you said, sorry, past first? Wrestler? Yeah, let's do... We can do past and then we can do present. Okay, well, Shawn Michaels. Wow. I, no doubt. But Shawn Michaels before one eye went to the left, right? Yes. Okay. And just prime Shawn Michaels, yes. Okay. So um, Shawn Michaels like 97, 98. Yes, I think so. Okay. Right for that big old screw job. Uh, <laughs> um, current, I'd want to say like a ricochet because oh, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, I can't do half of what he does, but I feel like styles usually, I feel like our styles would just click. And that's, I mean, me even saying that feels wrong, but like it'd be cool. Uh, and another guy, I think, I, I, if I had to pick, he's number one. Like a close second is like a guy who I feel who's very unappreciated. It's Dolph Ziggler. Yes, hundred percent. He's underutilized. He's actually. incredible. Yeah. Like you watch his selling, he makes you like believe it's so like it's really happening, right? But yeah, Ricochet I think is like my number one just because he's unreal and like that dude. Like you watch his stuff in like New Japan and like obviously he was like insane back then. He's he's obviously as as good. But, like, he's one-of-a-kind, like, kind of talent where, like, he can do anything. Right? He can literally do everything. He's literally a superhero. Right? Like, so I feel like if I got to wrestle him, like, I'd probably have the most fun just because what he can do. And you could, like, he'd probably make anything work. And, like, you could probably have, like, a dream match with him. So I think that's, like, what my answer would be. I think Ricochet and, and or Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Those, are, those are two great answers yeah. and two great guys I could see you having battles with. So one of the other things we talked about in our previous interview, 
that I actually want to touch on because I haven't had the ability to talk about these things too much with a lot of wrestlers. Mm -hmm. You fully came out there the last interview and you said, you know, I, I travel to the States. I travel to the States all the time. I'll work the States all the time because if I can get a name out there, it makes things, you know, 10 times better for myself. Yep. You don't want to just stay local. You're very proud of the indie scene in Ontario where you came from, where you started, where mm -hmm. you earned your stripes, if you will. Yep. But now you travel outside that box. Yep. So in terms of traveling to the States, why why go there? I mean, four or five years in, yes, you're 100% a vet. But why go there now? Why not build yourself up here even more than you possibly could and be more comfortable, make more money, travel less? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think just because the States is where a lot of the buzz is. Um, so I do a show called Freelance Chicago. Uh, glowy pro in st louis and a couple others here and there but freelance like is there's so much buzz there and it's so much fun and the states is so different with like their crowd like wrestling's kind of the same wherever you go um you're gonna find so many different guys and girls but like the wrestling adds base is always the same but when it comes to buzz even like the smaller shows in the states like they have more eyes on them than like a lot of shows here in Canada. Luckily now we have like independent wrestling TV, like where like a lot of shows upload. There's also YouTube. So like you can find your favorite wrestler on the Indies pretty easy. Um, but for me, I, I, I've, I've realized I've gotten a lot of buzz and like a lot of like stuff to share, like gifts and videos. And I've gotten like a bigger following from going to the States. And I feel like people, people really like, like respect the hustle of, of driving that eight, eight nine ten eleven twelve hours for like a bit of money but like it's also fun going and bonding with your friends on the road and and, and stuff and i just like traveling it's cool just going like to chicago to wrestle like in downtown chicago like that's pretty sweet and like a sold out show live on independent tv but that's me is like i don't think like i'd ever like i i, I was there last weekend and i was staying in the middle of the rain i looked around I'm like this is crazy this is insane like Right. Um, obviously, wrestling in Canada is also fantastic. Like, every you go, you can find good wrestling. Um, every you go, you can find bad wrestling. So it depends where you go. Um, obviously, I love I, I love Canada. Like, the wrestling wrestlers here are, are they're all pretty freaking good. Um, like, um, I obviously I started um, my first two bookings like were Alpha One and Super Kicks, and like so those shows mean like the most to me. Especially super kicks, that's what I'm training from. But like uh, Alpha One was the first show that, like that was like bigger to give me like a chance. And then I feel like from there people started seeing me and then I started getting bookings and I started traveling and then yeah. But uh the States is I feel a lot of guys don't take advantage of that. I know the border's kinda sketchy and like you know, you can get pulled in as long as you're honest and like you tell them like, you're not getting paid and blah blah which we we don't because we're Canadians and we can't get paid in the States. Um usually it's okay. Like they'll they'll question you because they have to with their job. But like once you get over there you know, you, you make towns and you make your name. People really, like, respect that. And, like, people, I feel like, for me anyways, like, I've probably doubled my following in the past year just from traveling. So, like, it doesn't hurt to get in a car and drive. You, are you going to lose money? Probably. But, like, fuck the memories of, like, going to a show, then like, going with your friends, and you're in the car eight hours, you have to talk to them. So you're bonding. Like, I, I travel with me. My car is usually me, uh, Shane Saber. Space Monkey, um, I drive with a fucking monkey from space. Uh, Kobe Durst, there's a guy in Hamilton called BMD, and his BMD, and then odd time like Ethan Page, nice uh, Impact uh, wrestler. And usually we travel either like there's two cars that go up or one car and three or four guys, and usually that's my 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 clique of guys that I travel with. So they're always like really travel in Canada, so I try to like go in their car whenever I can. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a lot of guys are scared of the border, to be honest. But if the advantage is there, take advantage of it. I think so. Because it could help your career blossom. And you never know who could be in the stands at a given show. Exactly. WWE could be in Chicago at the same time. Speaking of WWE, SummerSlam was recently here. Yes. Uh, I know you worked a lot of that weekend. Yes. Um, there was the tryout. Yeah. Were you a part of said tryout? Uh, I can't talk about that. I thought I was going to get an exclusive. I went there. Uh, I tried yeah. to go there. I, 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 like, if I was or I wasn't, I'm really not allowed to talk about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, if you were, I hope you go to the next stages, wherever, however the process works. Thank if you, you weren't, uh, somebody will definitely see you. Yeah, yeah. One day, because your your star is shining bright. Thank you. And I guess my last couple questions. Yep. Um, everyone has a dream match. Yes. An absolute dream match. Somebody they could they could fight any time period that they would love to. My dream match, if I ever stepped in the ring, would be with my all time favorite, which would be Sting. 
oh, but yeah. circa cool. 1998 Crow Sting. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I would actually interfere in the Starcade match against him and Hulk Hogan, and I would steal the title. Oh, wow. And then we would end up going at it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm dangerous. I would go that's right there for the gullet. Sweet. I'd go right there for the throat. That's sweet. But, I mean, I know you mentioned Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But is there anybody in a given time period that maybe you'd like to take a run at, if you could, in your one-night-only PlayStation 4, oh, snap. like, style-type match where you can get even a character from beyond the grave? I mean, like, I feel like most wrestlers, this is, like, a common thing, but, like, it's just the idea of it's so cool. If I got to wrestle Taker at some kind of mania, even just to job out and take a tombstone is the coolest thing ever because, like, that's WrestleMania and it's Undertaker. His legacy there is, like, even though he lost to Brock and, like, I get that people are mad about that, but, like, it doesn't matter. And Roman. And, and Roman, yeah. He, two losses now, I think? Mm-hmm. Okay. It just it happens, whatever. I don't I don't buy the Roman one, but whatever. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, man, opinions, right? But uh, just to do that, I think, and I don't care, like, what WrestleMania it would be or what year it would be. Would it be a buried alive match, casket match, inferno oh. match? Would it be one of his grand stats? Casket match is pretty sweet. I would love to be in a casket match. I've never done it. I, I was going to do it once, I think, but, like, it, it fell through. Um, but I would love to do a casket match. Yeah. Yeah. And my uh, one of my uh, two more questions, and then yeah. we're going to wrap it up. But intergender wrestling, um, it was very big during the Attitude Era. ECW did a lot with it, yep. and then it kind of you know faded away. It became more mixed tag at that point because at one point in time, WWE was literally the only product. Mm-hmm. And then um, now it's kind of got that resurgence, yep. more so because of the indie wrestling yep. and because it was actually belts that like I I there's I've seen women uh, wearing the strap of you know the, the heavyweight championship of a yep. major promotion. And I've seen women, you know, uh, mixing it up with the like tag team women going up against tag team men's champions. Yep. So, what's your stance on intergender wrestling? Because there's there is that hot button issue. Some oh, yeah. people love it, some people don't. What's Mark Wheeler's thoughts? I think it's pretty cool. I've uh, I wrestle girls pretty often, man. Like uh, last weekend uh, in Chicago, I wrestled a girl named Lady Luck. She's a she's I think from St. Louis. Had a straight up singles match. Didn't treat her like any different. She's a wrestler. I wrestle. I had a I had like a year long feud with Celia Sparks. I super kicked, and we like we like didn't treat her like a girl. It was two people wrestling. I've seen Celia a couple times. She's she's jacked. She, she's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> she's like her and Jody Thread are kind of toe to toe on who's more jacked. Oh yeah, jo- Jody too. I've had I wrestled her like in in a couple of like multi man matches. I've given her like a fucking super kick. They're like I don't care. Like if you're a wrestler, you're a wrestler. Like, what's there to say that that a guy is better than a girl, or a girl's better than a guy? Who cares? Like, every wrestler has their own thing. If 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 you can wrestle and you have a move set and we can make it work, you can make any match make sense. Like, I yeah, like I don't see. I understand why people are like weird about it, but like same time I don't because I I've been doing it since like my my like first year of wrestling, so it's normal to me. But uh, I'll never say no to wrestling a girl just because it's you're it's a wrestler. You're a wrestler. You're getting paid to do a job. Do it. Yeah. I like that. And my yeah. final question, but before my final question, I want to take this time to say again, because we've already done this one time around, <laughs> you are now officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Yeah. Anytime you have the ability or the opportunity to come back on the show, maybe we can do it at the studios back in Brampton. Cool. Maybe I go up and do another one of your shows. Maybe we do it over a phone conversation to shoot the shit. Yep. Anytime you want to get back on and do it again, I don't even care if it's last minute notice. You got a, an hour delay on your flight going into Chicago or you're stuck at the border. Give me a call. We'll, we'll do it do. all over again. We'll do. Would That's absolutely awesome. love it. That's and my awesome. final question, if there's a young man or young lady listening to this that wants to get into the wrestling business, but it's not sure exactly how to start or where to go or has some reservations because they think they can't do it. Mm. Uh, I know it's cliche to say it, but what's your advice to that maybe young man or young lady listening to this? Uh, oh, you guys, a golden gun on him. All right. <laughs> I, that's cool. Um, find a school in your area that uh, – that you know like do your research right like ask around um if you're in the toronto area super kicked because i because that's where like i train from i actually like i i do like basic classes there so like i'll help teach um if you're in like in hamilton um there's rip impact school hamilton wrestling um joshua has a school um there's a lot of schools right um but like just do your research because uh, if you're going to train to wrestle, like take it seriously because like other wrestlers don't want people who aren't trained on the scene hurting us because uh, there's a lot of those around right now and uh, getting real tired of it. <laughs> right? 
So do your research, do the training, take yeah. your time, yeah, and just, earn your craft, and, just, and everything else will fall into place. And don't get a big head. Don't get a big head. Don't get an ego. No. Don't that, be, so don't be like Mark Wheeler. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, don't be like the character Mark Wheeler, yeah, not the man. Yeah, don't be like what I do. Be the opposite. <laughs> Shunning away possible fans of my show on the interview. Horrible. No, I'm joking. They were rude. <laughs> uh, Mark, thank you very much. It's been it was an awesome time, thank uh, you. and I can't wait to do it again when we can, whenever we can do it again. Yes. And uh, that's it for me, guys. This was episode 99. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been a grind for two years. What do you have planned for hundred? I can't tell you that. Hold I can't on. tell you that, Holden. That's true. He does know where you live. He was at my house. I gotta have to move now. <laughs> All right, guys. Episode ninety nine dropping. Episode one hundred is gonna drop the following week, and I got something big. Mark, you wanna know who it is? Yeah. You really wanna know? Yeah. I'll tell you. Who? I'll tell you off air. Okay. Deal. Aha. Right, but for the rest of you guys, you gotta tune in. Listen, as always, we drop it every Friday on all the platforms, and that's it for me. And the Golden Gun, Mark Wheeler. That's it, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each. Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Mix and match two or more. $5.99 each at Domino's. Two-item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Mix and match two or more. $5.99 each at Domino's. Two-item minimum pan pizza, bone, and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery, area, and charges may vary.